Father, thank you for the week that we're about to have. And today, there's probably so many things, Lord, that are distracting each of us in this room. Our minds are maybe wandering. We pray, Lord, that your power would help us to just sit at your feet, hear your word, be encouraged by you, God. And God, we ask, just as the disciples asked, increase our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's going to be quite a week, I'll tell you. It's going to be a different Vacation Bible School, VBS, than we've ever had. Usually, we have over 360 kiddos here, over 100 volunteers, and because of the unique COVID situation we have, we're still going to have 160 kiddos about here, and about 30 to 40 that are online, and that's increasing. So that's super cool that we're still going to be able to share Jesus, but it's going to be different, right? We're going to have masks, all this kind of stuff. It's just a different world we live in. And I have to say, it kind of reflects how 2020 has been, probably for you. If you think about it, when it was December 31st, the evening of 2019, and you were all getting excited to celebrate the new year, however you do, maybe you have a real nice dinner, or, or maybe you and your family just have queso, queso, and queso, and, and bacon-wrapped this, or whatever, you know, you're just eating, loving life, and you're celebrating, you watch Australia do it at 10 a.m. because they're so far ahead of us and you can't wait to do it. And then you realize February hits. And what was going to be a great year, you think, oh, you got to be kidding me. Well, this is just going to be temporary. We think it's going to be fast, a V, and then now we're in wave one or one B or two or what have you and all sorts. They keep finding out new stuff. You're like, where's the foundation? Where's the truth? What's going on? On top of that, you have social unrest. It's 2020. Welcome to 2020. And so here's the initial question I have as you start to put your, yourself around this and wrap yourself around this, is if time travel were possible in the future, now I just want to pause before I finish the sentence, if time travel were possible, how many of y'all would do it? What? I had like four at 9.30. Yeah, someone do it with me. Yeah. Are you scared you're going to like come back and you're going to be missing a leg or something? And, I mean, they won't put you back together correctly. Wow, I thought there'd be a lot more. You guys are very uh, smart. Yeah. Anyway, if it were possible in the future, would you want to come back to 2020? Most of you say no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me, let me just give you a sentence here. God has given you the power God has given you the power to make this year one that you will never forget for the good. I'm going to say that again. God has given you the power to make this a year that you will never forget for the good. You know, our world, a lot of us will say, man, we're never going to forget 2020. It was so bad it was this. But you know, God, with his perspective, can make this good for you and for those around you. And it all stems from his power, that he has the power to do it. Now, what I want to do is I want to enlist you. I want you to believe in this, first of all, is that Vacation Bible School is not just for kids. VBS is not just for kids. It's for people of all ages. And before we finish today, I want to convince you that you are as big a part of this, that you are going to get as much out of this, even if you're not even here on campus this week, which most of you won't be, as every single soul that's going to be with us here on campus or online. VBS is that big. And it all stems from that one word, power. It's God's power that's going to do this. In fact, I look forward to this week all year long, 
Not because it just exhausts the junk out of me, but because this is the most bang for our buck. It's way up there where you will be able to put some energy and love out and there will be lives changed for eternity. In fact, I can remember my second grade seven-year-old VBS. I might have only been six. I was a young little guy. And it was at Grace Bible Church, not Lutheran. But they loved Jesus. And I was, remember I was excited, so I was trying to win the bring the most friends to VBS thing. And I got second. They still gave me a Bible because I cried. Anyway, it worked out really well, but, but these people... Whatever they were doing, I can't remember, but they had it in me that every day I kept asking Jesus into my heart again because I wanted to make sure I did it right. A little different theology. But I was on fire for Jesus at, in second grade. I remember driving to the mall, and I, you know these little things you remember? I remember after VBS those days, driving, and I would ask God to say, okay, God, can you, um, you have the power to do this, so can you forgive everybody in the world all their sins right now? And I remember thinking for the like five seconds that, wow, everybody in the world's sins are forgiven right now. And then 10 seconds later, I'm like, well, I better ask again because there's a lot of people that sin. I was getting that, but I wouldn't have gotten that if I was home watching like, you know, Heckle and Jekyll or something. VBS, the power, and you're a part of it. You are a part of it. So where do we get this power? The power, the power comes from God. And as I was preparing this sermon this week and thinking about it, you know, and, and kind of getting into my mind, I thought, you know, God always has something up his sleeves where he's going to show me before I speak with you about his power. So I was planning, which I did, I planned to take a spiritual retreat Monday through Wednesday. I was going to have a 48-hour fast from a few things. Fasted from food, kind of. I did tomato juice and water. It was so good. Low-sodium tomato juice and water. I like that. And then I did 48 hours during that with no technology, so I turned my phone off. It was like, wow. I mean, you know how many times your mind kind of gets bored and you go like this, and you're like, oh, there's nothing there. That's good. And I just had my Bible. And I went out. One of our members has a high-fence ranch out in Cisco. And I went out there, and I knew that I could lock it behind me, and he was cool. No one's going to be there. And I drove the Jeep out to the back corner, and on all the edges are other high fences. I'm like, there's nobody there. And I was all prepared. I had all my stuff. But the one thing I needed was power for my CPAP machine. So about a month earlier, I ordered this big old power bank thing. It was going to be awesome. I was going to use it the rest of my life. And you know when it showed up? The day after I left. Like Monday night. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's not essential, right? So Amazon took a while getting it to me. But I was hopeful. I thought, well, maybe it's getting here early. It didn't. So I thought, well, God has this, right? God has this. He gets power. But I knew it was going to rain, maybe just a little bit. Do you remember what Monday night was like for you here? So I go out there, only 40% chance. I take my tarp, five bungee cords, five trees. I have this like suspended over my camp. I put my single cot tent up because I'm not on the ground with those snakes. All right, I'm up on top. Have all my stuff there. By 9 o'clock, I decide to lay in it and unzip the ends so I get some air going through. About midnight, I wake up because there's all this bright, there's these heat lightning all around. I didn't shut the, the tarps, the, the side things. 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm soaked. I'm soaked. Everything, I mean, it's like you talk about the power of God unleashing wind and sideways rain. I mean, it's all over the place. If you ever listen to Marty Robbins, The Master's Call, that was it. 
If you haven't, YouTube it. Ma- Marty Robbins, The Master's Call. That's what I felt like. I was like, this is it. But finally, I thought at 2.30, I thought, I'm, I'm not too prideful. I'm going to go get in the Jeep. So I threw everything in the front, slept diagonal there. And you want to talk about being happy, power that God provided? I turned the ignition on the air conditioning. Ah. About every hour for a while, I'd do that. And then I finally fell asleep. Woke up at nine. It was still pouring rain, you name it. But you know what I got to experience is God provides power when you need it. He was displaying to me how just a small little storm, there's thousands of them going around all the time in the world. I was in the midst of one seeing how insignificant I am and how powerful he is. But he also provided other means of power like gasoline and things like that for me. You know, he always does that. And you know who was not a stranger to God providing power? A guy named Paul. We're going to look at his text today. We're going to look at some of his writings, his experiences. We're going to see how God always shows up when you need it. And I think some of you need it a lot right now. How many of you just need a pickup? You need an emotional, a spiritual pickup. You are tired. You're done with this. You're like, when is life going to change? When's life going to, I hear this, when's life going to go back to normal? It's not. This may be a new normal, whatever that means. But you need something, and what we need right now is the power of God. So what I want you to do is be a part of this week and get the same power these kiddos are going to be. So here's our theme verse for the week, and we looked at it in the confession. I want to read it to you again. It's Romans chapter 1, verse 16. And Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone, first the Jews and the Gentiles. You know what I love about about this, the Greek word power is translated, it's called dunamos. The word actually is dunamos in the Greek. And we've talked about this before in this place of worship. That's dynamite. It's the English version of dynamite. So when God's power shows up, it is explosive. When God comes on the scene, it's powerful, Paul says. He says, God's power comes from the salvation that came through Jesus, comes from the cross, right? And if you believe that God has that for you, You have something more powerful than you could ever find out in this world. So what does that look like practically? How does that work? Oh, here's here's where the themes come in, okay? So here's day one, Monday, tomorrow. Monday, Jesus' power helps us through hard things, hard things. Now, the verse that that we're going to focus on tomorrow is from Philippians chapter 4, and it simply says this. Paul says, I can do all, not some, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Now, this is one of those verses that your mom probably had on a plaque in the bathroom. Somewhere in your house, you've, you've seen this. This is one of those go-to verses. And you might have like just hung to this verse for weeks in your life. Like, okay, I, God, I can do it. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. But how often do we just say it, but then we go act and live a different way? You see, Paul he had to embrace this and hold on to this. Because he had been through, we just read about a shipwreck we're going to talk about in a little bit. He had been through at least three shipwrecks in his life. He had been through people kicking him out of towns because of he was sharing the gospel. He's being nice to people. He had been through people stoning him, trying to kill him. He'd been through imprisonment, you name it. And I got to tell you, your life probably isn't much different. Yeah, you, you may have food. But how hungry is your soul? You haven't been in a shipwreck, but how, how, many, how many times do you think your life is a wreck right now? 
you're probably there right now in some form or fashion, whether it's in a relationship with somebody, it's a habit you can't break, it's part of your life that is so uncertain. If you're going back to school this year, you're like, what's that going to look like in the fall? What's my job going to look like? If you're, you name it. Whatever that is, you're feeling with Paul. I can't do this, but you know who can? It's God. And so I can do all things, all things through him who gives me strength. That's power. And so we're going to talk about that on day one. And day two is this. Day two, this is, this is kind of the, the bread and butter of our, of our week, if you will, of the details of the story. So day two is this. Jesus' power gives us hope. Jesus' power gives us hope. Now, why do you think we would focus on that? Well, we have Acts 27. How many of you have recently sat down and just read Acts 27? Okay, good. Let me share it with you. It's a really cool, cool part of Scripture, and here's why. It's recorded, this part of, of Acts from chapter 16 on is recorded in the first person, and then, they, then the, the author uses things like we and us. So he was like actually there, and it was Luke who was Paul's traveling companion his personal physician at times. And Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, and he also wrote the only book of history we have of the early, 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 early first days of the church, the book of Acts. That's Luke. So Luke is probably on this ship with Paul. Let me just set it up for you. Let's just drop into chapter 27, that part of history. So in 57 AD, so Jesus dies around 30. 57 so about 27 years later, Paul writes Romans. He writes that verse, our theme for this week, that there's power. God has power, right? In the gospel of Jesus. And then about three years later, we jump into Acts 27. Now here's the good part. Paul has to have that confidence that God has power because he doesn't even know yet he's going to be in this storm. But if you enter a storm without, without having that, that faith, it's going to be a lot harder. Trust me. So he enters this, this phase, and here's what he enters. He's imprisoned. They're challenging him, uh, and he's saying, hey, stop sharing the gospel. And so what Paul does, he says, I'm going to appeal. He, he's a Roman citizen, so he says, I'm going to appeal to Caesar. That would be like you having a case in the courts, and you kind of lose, and people are against you. You're like, you know what? I am appealing it to the what? The Supreme Court. You may or may not want to do that these days. Anyway, uh, appealing it to the Supreme Court. Well, he's going to appeal to Caesar. And they're ready. Caesar's going to hear it. So they put a centurion, that's kind of like a leader and a bunch of uh, military soldiers, with him on a boat, and they're going to travel to Rome. Now, they just didn't show up in a couple hours like we do on planes. This takes months. This is going to take weeks and months. So what they do is they get on a ship, and they go to this island of this area called Crete, and they get to this small town. It's called New Haven or Fair Haven. And it's supposedly, the historians will tell us, it was super boring. And they were going to have to winter somewhere. And the soldiers probably got together to like, you know what? We are not staying all winter in this boring place. We want to go 40 miles to the, to the west to a place called Phoenix. Now, Paul steps in and Paul says, hey, <laughs> I got to tell you, I've been here before. I've been in three shipwrecks and it's wintertime. It's around late October. You don't want to take that route. Trust me. Do they listen to him? No. So they end up going 
And as soon as they get out on those waters, what happens is a nor'easter. I mean, there are winds coming at them so hard for days, they didn't even see the sun or the stars. And you want to talk about people being discouraged and feel like, hey, there's no hope? It was these guys. Because they had no way of knowing where they were. The Bible tells us in our reading that for 14 days they were so much in turmoil they didn't even eat. And yet, we talk about this section as Jesus has the power to give us hope. How is that? Well, here's where Paul steps in. And Paul could only do this if he believed in Jesus and he believed in the power that God could give him. So you get an idea that Paul was fervently praying for these people. 276 on board. God, what can we do here? And so an angel came to Paul. And an angel told Paul, hey, I got a message from God. Don't worry. You're going to make it to Rome and Every single one of these men are going to make it out of this alive. Now, notice what he didn't say. He didn't say, you're not going to get in a shipwreck because they did. He didn't say, it's going to be easy because it wasn't. But he did say, have hope because you're going to live. I thought, how appropriate is that for us today? You may be in a shipwreck. Or you feel that a shipwreck may be coming up or you just got done with a shipwreck. And the message of this scripture is that, you know what? God is going to see you through this with his power. And these guys, they actually, they, they bought it because it's true. And they had hope. They actually started to eat, the scripture says. You just heard Dana read that. They started to eat. They felt good. They were excited. They got so giddy, they threw all the food overboard when they were done. Not very wise. I don't know about that. But anyway, so they start getting close to a town called Malta, a little island called Malta. It's still there today. And here's what I love about this, just to shorten the story up for you. Is they get there, some, Paul, some miracles happen. Paul gets bit by a snake. He doesn't die. He's supposed to die. And the scripture, if you translate the Greek, it's like these were basically barbarians. These were people on this island who did not know the Old Testament, New Testament God. And do you know today? Do you know today? that most of the church plants that Paul had are small, insignificant. They're, they're not as big, like in Turkey, right? Ephesus, all these places, there's like, some of them don't even exist anymore. Some of them are small. But guess what? In Malta, 98% today are still Christian. Percentage-wise, even though it's small, percentage-wise, one of the most Christian places in the world. And there may be all sorts of reasons why that is, but I have to think that in St. Thomas's Bay there, where the, where the wreck went down, people still know that God saves in Malta. That God gives hope even when shipwrecks happen, people are saved. That's the power of God that we're going to talk about on Tuesday. Can you cling to that? Can you find some hope in that? Check out, check out Acts 27. I bet you could stop on every two verses and find hope in there. Wednesday, Wednesday. Jesus' power helps us be bold. And here's why I think Paul was able to be so bold when he went up to them and said, hey, I know it's storming. I know that it doesn't look like we're going to be saved. All hope is lost to you. But I'm going to boldly tell you there's hope. Here's, here's why. Remember, Paul, we learned early on, was a scholar of scholars. He was advancing in all his education as a rabbi in Jewish laws, you name it. He knew the Old Testament. And I just bet our theme verse for Wednesday from Isaiah 
was probably in Paul's head when he was thinking, I need the power of God right now. Here's the verse from Isaiah that we're going to be doing on Wednesday. He, that's God, gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 40, verse 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Do I even need to ask this? How many of y'all are weary right now? You're just done. The things that used to give you joy, you're done. You used to be a news junkie. You're done. I'm not opening the app anymore. I'm not watching. The news. You're just, it's just, ugh. No matter what it is, you're like, I'm done. You're weary. Your spirit is weak. Your body, you're done. That's exactly how they felt in that shipwreck. And I bet Paul was able to strengthen himself by that, that word. You know, God has the power to give strength to the weary, power to the weak. That does not change in 2020. You're like, I'm never coming back. I'm done with 2020. You have the power to make this a better second half. And it's the, the mindset that you have with it. There's so much out there, friends, that we cannot change. You're watching things happen. There's nothing you can do about it. But oh, there is. You can change your perspective on it. Say, God, what power do you give me in my little circle? What power do you give me to be bold, knowing that, that you live in me, you're doing this, right? And that takes, us, that takes us to Thursday. And I love Thursdays. Let me just tell you, I've been doing this for 10 years. 10 years! Do I get some prize, Roxanne, like a, a gold ring or something like that? I, a Bible? Yes! That Bible, I just got to tell you, I, was so, I went to camp in sixth grade. I still had that Bible. And I left it out one night, again in the rain. <laughs> it was twice as big the next morning. You know, I'm like, oh man. So all these stories of camping and Bibles, you name it. But anyway, I get this. I take this home because now with COVID, nobody else can touch this. It's mine. Ah, I licked it. It's all mine. Okay. Yes. That's my 10-year anniversary whistle. So 10 years, and I'm kind of getting to the age. I'm like middle age, whatever that is. But I'm realizing like it gets tiring sometimes. I'm up here like the wiggles. You know, I got to move all the time. And, and, you know, it starts from 9 to 9.30. But at 8.30, I'll be here. How you doing? How you doing? So I love doing this. But I realized a couple years ago, it gets more tiring the older you get, right? No matter what you do. So uh, why I tell you that is this. On Thursday, I don't care how tired I am. This is the day. This is VBS for adults as well on Thursday. This is for you. Thursdays is what I would call in the sales word, sales world, we're making the sale. Okay? This is when the kids have gotten to know us a little better. They're like, oh, I know who that is. I trust my leader, this and that. And this is where we just put the full-fledged gospel on them. Okay? This is the day we have the Lutheran believer's prayer. Does that exist? Yes, it does. This is what Thursday is. And here's the words. Jesus' power lets us live forever. We're going to tell them the good news of the gospel, that there's something more than this world, and you get to live forever with Jesus. This is powerful, right? I love this stuff. It's Romans 8, 11. This is our focus that day. It says, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, now don't let that pass you by too quick. The spirit that raised a man from the dead is living in you, and it is. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life in your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. That's so cool. This week we had one of our beloved uh, Claire Wynn. She was 81, a little bit older. She, um, 
She went to see Jesus on Monday. I didn't find out because I was in the middle of uh, the, the rain and stuff. I didn't find out till Thursday. But, um, you know, Claire is more alive now than she ever was. She is more alive in her body right now than she ever was on this earth. Her body was breaking down. It was going. I mean, let me just tell you how old school Claire was in this church. Like she was a staple here. I heard that when we used to be down there in a small little part of the church, that we used to have these these wooden mailbox places. Like you ever see those? You walk into some country churches. They got you know. We used to have those here. And Claire, they said that one thing people still remember is like Claire would have those filled every Sunday with Avon orders. So I'm convinced Claire is in heaven right now smelling the best Avon you ever smelled in your life. Smells that we can't even imagine. But you know what? God gave her eternal life forever. That's power. While we see something here, a body that it looks lifeless, she is life-filled. That's what God offers to you. So think about it. If you feel a part of your life is dead right now, you're weary, you're like, man, I can't, this relationship is dead, you name it, I've seen God do miracles. I've seen God resurrect it. I've seen the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead do miracles in life. That's the power that we're talking about right here. That's the power that we're going to talk about on Thursday. And Friday is this. Friday is a very simple one. Jesus' power helps us be good friends. Isn't that so like kiddish? When I read that, I'm like, I want to be a good friend. We don't talk like that as adults, but we should. How many of you need a good friend? How many of you want to be a good friend to somebody? Maybe it starts off with your spouse. You're like, man, we haven't been friends forever. Jesus has the power to help you be a good friend. Here's the verse. This is from Jesus, John 15. Before he's going to be betrayed, before he goes to the cross, he says this. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Right? Now, they had in the Old Testament the command to love one another, but he adds to it. He says, I got a different one here. Love each other as I have loved you. And I love this because we cannot do this on our own. This goes with our whole theme. It has to be the power of Jesus that helps you love others. So how can you practically do this? How can it be BBS for adults too? This is what I want you to do. I think you only have two lines on your, on your printout. There's three things I'm going to have you do real quick here. The first one is read. I hate reading. Read. Okay, read. Every day, I want you to read the verses corresponding to that day. I want you to read those over yourself. I want you to read those out loud over your family. And please, please read those over the people here at church. You're going to be at home. Please read those and say, God, we want the truth of this verse for those people here at church. And God's going to do some amazing miracles. I know he will. Number two is this, pray. Throughout the day when the Spirit brings this to mind, pray this verse over somebody. It, who knows who it would be? Somebody's going to need this verse. And number three is this, serve. You can serve somebody this, this week just by going up to right before there being a good friend. There, there's somebody I know, whether it's online, in person, you name it, that needs a good friend like you. Somebody that needs to take them out, that listen and say, I'm going to take you out of this news world that we're going in, and we're not going to deny reality, but I want to tell you there's something more powerful, something more enduring, something that can give eternal life, and that's Jesus, his dynamite power.